Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third edition of the second series of the Roma Pod. I'm delighted today to be joined by Amy Shaw, who is our head of HR. Um, and we're here to talk about mental health and the impact of mental health on people's uh, life generally, work-life balance, um, and ways in which people can look after their own mental health and well-being. Amy, welcome to the Roma Pod. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, it would it would help um, our listeners enormously if you would just give us a little bit of background about yourself, um, what you've done previously, um, and your role at Roma Finance. Yeah, so I've um, worked in HR, working with people for around about 20 years now. Um, I've been very lucky. I've worked with some amazing companies, including Arabs Consulting Engineers and Lango Rocks as well. Um, I've got personally a huge interest in people. I work with businesses to understand their strategy, to then align it to their people strategy in areas such as recruitment, talent development, reward and well-being. Um, but I just have a huge general like interest in people and you know, people come to work to be happy and feel valued. So that's something I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, and I've always got involved in people's well-being and mental health. Um, I've always been really fortunate as well over the years to be involved in um, energy project consultancy as well and being trained as a, a kind of energy champion and also mental health champion as well. So, yeah, it's a huge passion of mine. Fantastic. I mean, culture is a massive part of any business. Um, and, and obviously getting the right mix of people in a business is, I'd imagine, part of making sure that people are happy in the workplace. Yeah, no, it's really important to understand the your organization's culture. Um, the values as well are really important because the values really underpin everything that you do. And team fit is, you know, when you're bringing new people in or you're just developing people, it's about understanding that they know the values of the business, but also understand what's important to them as well and what their values are and you align them together and make sure that you've got kind of synergy with that. But yeah, it's, it's incredibly important. Yeah. Has, has um, remote working put a strain on people's uh, mental health, do you think? Yeah, I do. I am um, personally as well. I think, you know, the first lockdown was a bit a bit of a novelty for us all. I think the last one was pretty tough on everybody from talking to everybody. I think remote working, I've seen from a professional point and personal point of view, you know, things like teams fatigue come into play um, where people are just sat back to bar, you know, sat back to back in meetings with no breaks um burnout I've heard the word burnout more than ever I mean it's it's in articles it's in the press people are talking about it um overwhelmed as well I think people are feeling incredibly overwhelmed at the moment whether that's overwhelmed of coming back to work anxiety of you know will my job still be there fear um you know COVID has put an, a, you know an amount of fear into everybody as well but I think Definitely, you know, different areas um, have been highlighted. And I think personally, everybody's in, been impacted some way. Um, and, it, you know, I think if everyone's, you know, honest and open in some ways, we've all been pretty fed up these, this past year along the way. But I think there's been definitely new kind of impacts on us from a working remote point of view um, and trying to also bring new people into the business whilst working remotely, making sure they get onboarded and feel that amazing journey. Um, 
new people that have just started in a business that have then um, had to work from home as well. How do they feel part of the business? How do we keep them engaged? How do we train them when they're working from home? Younger people, apprentices. Um, so yeah, there's definitely been some new challenges over the past six months. I think that's uh, I think that's absolutely cer- certainly true. We have uh, we're now in our third week back in the office, and we have seen the impact that people being together in an open office has had on um, the morale within the business. Um, once again, the collaboration. There's banter. There's fun. There's engagement. There's enthusiasm. And um, there is people. You know, people are making better decisions. Underwriters collaborating, sales and underwriting, the the, the, um, the the kind of silos that existed, you know, maybe during lockdown, those are kind of falling away, disappearing. Um, you know, we, we've definitely seen ourselves the impact that a that working back in an office can have on, as a positive impact on um, sure. on the way that people work together. But obviously, businesses have had to adapt to survive. Um, and obviously, the same must apply to people as well. Um, what what things have people? I mean, you kind of answer some of the, these questions, but what have people have had to overcome? I'd, I'd agree with you, by the way. But being back in the offices, um, I don't think I realised how much I was missing it until I came back in and talking to other people. The same. And I think that's the thing. If you're not in it for a long time, you don't realise how much you're missing it until you come back and you suddenly go, wow, actually, I really miss this. Um, and I definitely feel a lot more energised and happier to be back in. And I think people have had to, you know, overcome change very quickly. They've adapted to a new way of working. We've asked them to do that. The, you know, the government's kind of asked everybody to, to work with businesses to do that. So they've changed the way they work the way they connect as well. So connectivity has completely changed. A lot of that's been, you know, friends, family, um, social, you know, people aren't getting as much social activity as well. Um, But, you know, people have had to adapt to all sorts of different scenarios, the way they work, who they see, um, how they keep themselves fit, their self-care and how they keep themselves engaged. Some people really loved it people have reflected I think it has given everybody some time to reflect and bring to light what's really important to them and you know I think Scott I know um, you'll definitely have done some reflection and there's been a great opportunity for us all to think about what's important you know we've had a, a tough year some people have lost people some people have been incredibly ill some people have you know really struggled and it's just made us all realize that actually there's a real balance and it's important to get that right so I think, you know, people really have to just adapt to that new way um, mm. very quickly as well. It happened very quickly. And, mm. you know, it's been a year. It has been a long time. And there's also been the people that haven't had to adapt as much. So they've had to continue to working, obviously, um, frontline workers, but other people that um, have changed. So you've had some pockets of people that have had to continue normal going into work Um so whilst they've been going in, the people have kind of been working from home. So it's been a real adjustment for everybody. Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. If I think about some of the issues and challenges that, that some of our people within the business, and I won't go into details, that, um, that some of our people have faced uh, over the past 12 months, a number of those issues would probably either not have arisen at all or yeah. would have been less material, less serious issues had they have had the support network and, and people around them to, to, to be able to talk their issues through and 
and, and deal with them. And, and if I think from a person, even from a personal point of view, um, you know, and, I, and I'm lucky that I've got a nice house with a garden and, and what have you and an office where I can work. But you know, a lot of our people have been working in the kitchen. Uh, they've been yeah. working in the bedroom. They've been um, in flats without any um, uh, garden space or open space, not able to go anywhere because of lockdown. <clears throat> it's been, and, and if they live alone, they live in, you know, it's, we've had some people who've had some real challenges. And whilst we have, you know, there's been a lot of publicity about the way in which we've treated our customers um, through COVID, actually the way that we've treated our people I think has been equally important it hasn't I think um I could safely say I've been really impressed with the way Roma has treated I think you've done excellent in keeping staff engaged you've done lots of socials um the Christmas um party etc things like that they've all been incredibly important and you haven't lost sight of that at any point you've you know in touch with people that way and encouraged managers as well which is also really important to keep doing those check-ins um, but abs- yeah, absolutely. I think um, it, it's it's been a difficult time, but I think you know keeping that going. I think getting people, it's, you know, one of the things I was going to say is it's about understanding. Everybody feels a little bit different. Some people have probably come knocking on the door the minute we open the office doors back open. Some people are a little bit more hesitant. And it's about just really understanding and you know how each individual feels and working with that, but also sharing our stories because. You know, I was talking to a couple of people around the office recently, just said, you know, how do you feel about being back in? And I don't think there was one person that didn't say, you know, I've loved being back in the office. It's been great. I was hesitant. I think most people said I was feeling that anxiety. But actually, now I've come back in and see how it works. I feel safe um, and I'm really enjoying it. So I think if we can share more of those positive stories as well, um, that'd be great. And looking forward to the doing some of those kind of more team building as well face-to-face which would be excellent yeah um, absolutely um what do you think the world in terms of uh, before i go on to this one of the things that that how one of the ways in which businesses positive impact on business has been the way in which you know lots of businesses disaster recovery plans those have all those issues have all gone away because we now know that in the event that that you know we can't get into the building as a fact whatever everybody can work from home um, so that latency, that redundancy, the need to have separate offices that are just there in case you need to go somewhere. Um, actually, those issues from a, um, a, a, an efficiency point of view, from a disaster recovery point of view, um, those issues have gone away because we know that people can and are able to work from home in many businesses, certainly office type businesses anyway. Um, in terms of the world going forwards as lockdown eases, what does that look like in terms of people's well-being, do you think, Amy? Yeah, I think um, I think well-being is on top of everybody's agenda, um, mental health and well-being. And it's been really great to see how much more organisations are really thinking about it. There's been millions of webinars and, you know, people are really looking at what tools and advice and portals and they can provide staff. I think, you know, it'll continue to be, you know, I don't want to say a buzzword, but I think well-being will continue to be on top of everyone's agenda. But I think... What's really important is it's not it doesn't just become something that we give people material to read on or tell them where to log on and it's about how we actually go forward and, and action speaks louder than word so how do we actually you know le- leaders you know it's really key that you know whilst we're putting well-being 
you know, going forward at the top of the agenda, but how are they actually leading by example? How are they managing it themselves? Because we all know we talk about it, making sure we take our holidays and, you know, we take our breaks um, but and don't work long hours. But it's really difficult for employees and staff to follow that if they look above and see that their leadership are actually not doing the do and they're still working. So Scott's laughing now because he, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's true. I think we all do it. So I did it myself. Um, so I, I logged on the other evening and told one of my team, I said, you, why are you working? Log off. And she said, well, you log off. And it was on those, it was like, okay, so we could, it's a really good point, but I think it's, it's really going to be critical for us to really tell everyone that well-being and mental health matters that, that people see us doing the actions so that people see us you know checking in people see us taking breaks um you know we everybody cares and that's really important but I think you know they need to see leadership having fun and being relaxed working hard um but doing what they say and what they're leading that agenda so their well-being strategy is is on point brilliant but, you know, a little bit of time for self-reflection for all of us and managers as well. You know, how are we? What are we doing? What do people look across? It's a bit like, um, I, I see it to a wedding. They always say, don't they? A wedding is only as good as the couple. Are they enjoying it? Everyone looks to who's, you know, are they enjoying a wedding? And if they are, everyone else is relaxed and happy. And it's the same with leadership and managers. You know, how are they actually, you know, what is their self-care? What is their well-being? So I think moving forward, it's great that organisations are putting it at the top of their agenda, but they have to, you know, be actually walking the walk as well. Do I consider myself well and truly told off after that? <laughs> um, after the answer to that, that, that question. <laughs> I tried the other. I tried the other week. Um, I was, you know, I often uh, will start work on a Sunday night about five or six o'clock um, and deal with things and plan for uh, the week ahead in that in that period. And I tried to. Um, to, to, to set the timing of the emails that I was sending to go on Monday morning um, yeah. at seven in the morning rather than as I was writing them at, at, on Sunday night. Um, but what I didn't realise was that, and I had meetings all morning Monday, and of course I, we're told by IT that you've got to turn your, your laptop off, you turn your computer off. So I kind of thought the emails would just sit on the server and be sent by the server at seven in the morning on Monday morning. But when your laptop is off, they don't get sent at all. No. So I was like, well, why? It got to about midday. I was like, why haven't I had a response to this email? Why haven't I had a response? And it was because of things haven't even been sent. So I now know that if I'm sending, if I'm working Sunday night, and that's my prerogative whether I choose to work um, or not. Um, and, you know, I, I get yeah. the fact that, you know, I, whether it's a, a good thing or not to be working, but I now know that I have to keep my computer on um, until Monday morning, until the emails are, are, are sent. And the same, same is true at... at um, in the evenings, because I spend so much of my time during the day speaking to colleagues, um, you know, in, in the, either in the office or within the business, um, the you know I get bombarded with emails, and I will take the time when it's quiet, you know, in the evenings to deal with uh, emails. Yeah, to catch up. At, to catch up, and I think that I need to find a smarter way of not making other people feel that they're that because they've received an email at, at uh, nine o'clock at night, that so they actually have to deal with it at nine o'clock at night or on a Sunday or whatever. Yeah, no, I'd agree to that. I have known organisations actually turn them off after seven o'clock. And, to, and it, yeah, it, it made everybody go, what? No. <laughs> um, but I agree because if you receive it, you want to respond to it 
and also it comes to a point where if you you know you're extremely respected but people will look to up to you and kind of say you know I want to make sure that I'm seen to be working and you know if, if there's a culture of sending emails at weekends it'll follow people other people will do it um and in the evenings and like you say if you if people know why you're doing it but if you say you know really value your time I think the other thing from working from home is the day the work day just merged into the evening I tell you since I've been back in the office don't get me wrong I'm probably still working a little bit above my hours but um when I get home in the evening now the evenings are my evenings whereas before I just found I was you know once I saw the kids I was back online again um so I I do think the thing about being back in work is really helping me have a, a bit of a line in terms of that you know when's the end of a day um when's your time when's your precious time with yourself for your self-care or your family um to prioritize yourself as well um so yeah i think it's is important yeah now a hundred percent what would be your top tips for people as we come out of lockdown amy oh, probably have a list of them but i think my top ones would be first of all be kind to yourself because i said this to someone this morning um you have to put your own oxygen mask on first to help others so if you're the type of person that wants to work really hard and wants to help other people be there to support them support your family to be able to do that you have to look after yourself first you're no good to anyone until you kind of look after yourself so the first of all is be kind to yourself and I think next understand and listen I think everybody is different so we're all handling these situations differently some people it might not have bothered them at all this past year um they might have not even noticed and what's the problem get back into work other people might be feeling extremely worried um and i think understanding and listening to each other um everybody and just be patient as well and treat everybody as individual and i think the other one is checking in on each other because i think you know we've been pretty good to keep telling each other keep checking in but actually right now is even more important don't stop asking each other are you okay and if you sense that someone isn't okay and you know someone doesn't see themselves um look out for key signs they seem a bit withdrawn they're a bit more quieter a bit more subdued um not quite you know at their full capacity um don't, you know don't be afraid to ask them but if you're not sure how to ask them ask other people because there's plenty of people around that will help support you in having that conversation with someone and I think that check-in piece is really important right now I think we need to not be afraid of caring I think you know it's not it's it's, it's a strength um so yeah just let's continue to get our arms around each other check in and you know I think I've spoken about taking breaks so I've just mentioned that as well but and you know that's a big something I'm really keen on but that's you know I've been very fortunate to have that um drilled into me these past few years around high performance and you know capacity is all about renewing and having breaks and we're not computers we will burn out eventually so it's really important and then I think lastly is share imperfections and be honest you know um I think we can all relate to uh, you know each other's you know truth a little bit you know we, I think Scott you've been really good at sharing some of the you know some of your own personal issues with your entire team and that's been amazing and I think people can really resonate with that in terms of when people share that and I think you know if we can all continue to do that and not be afraid to be honest then you never know what we might pick up on the way with it with each other as well so I think that would be my, my kind of ones. Be kind, understand, listen, 
check in, keep taking your breaks um, and keep sharing and be honest. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us for the, uh, for the third edition of the second series of the Roma pod. It's been a pleasure to, to, uh, to, to be to take part and thank you as well also for your support of both myself um, and the entire Roma team. Oh no, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye.